there and welcome to Raising Resilient Teens, the podcast version. My name is Sasha Lester and I'm so grateful you're here with me today, where we talk about all things teenagers, raising teenagers and the joys that go with it. With that, let's kick it off. Welcome back. So I've got in front of me five pages of notes on the stupid shit my kids have done. And I thought this would be quite funny to listen to this so you can go to yourself. Oh my God, my kids aren't the only ones that do stupid shit. In no particular order, most of the stories are about my son because as I was going through, I was thinking a lot of this is is really based around Harry and it's not in a negative way. You know, he, he certainly has tested me. He's made me the parent that I am and and, and I suppose the child that he is um, and a, uh, a strapping young adult that he is right now. So stupid shit my kids have done. Number one. Jumping out a school window as a dare, which led to suspension. This came about, um, I forget what grade Harry was in, maybe about grade eight or grade nine. And I was working in town at the time and I got a call from the school to say, your son's been suspended and can we have a chat? And it was kind of at the start of the, you know, the times that you get to know when your child is in trouble because you know that the school number's on speed dial. Well, that was just at the start. I was like, all very cool, calm and collected. I'm like, oh, okay, no worries. What's happened? Absolutely, for the life of me, can't remember the explanation that the principal or deputy principal told me at the time. But what Harrison had done, he was sitting with friends and he was sitting up the class and to the right of him was a set of windows. And as a dare, his friends turned to him and said, oh, Harry, you know, I bet you can't jump out the window, run around back into the classroom via the front door all while the teacher's down the back of the room. Now, for the life of me, I do not understand what was going through his thick head because how can you rightly jump out the window with your teacher not knowing? Even if she did have her back to the rest of the class, I'm pretty sure she would have seen in corner of her eye a kid jumping out of the window. But anyway, he made it out the window. He raced around and he was all ready to, like, come quietly silently through the door don't know how that was going to happen again but like as he did it he didn't realize that the that the door to the classroom is actually locked so when he came around and he went to open it he did it I think with such force and gusto he kind of hit his head and he made such a bang and um, obviously the teacher went to the front to see what was going on, opened the door and he, oh, I don't know, I don't know what she did, but I swear to God, I think if I was her, I probably just would have rolled my eyes and gone, oh my God, are you kidding me? I think that was at the very start of the times that he, that like he just got suspended. He got suspended for stupid shit. Anyway, that was number one, jumping out of a school window as a dare, which led to suspension. Uh, stupid shit number two, telling someone that the Panadol that he had collected down at the train station underneath one of the seats was a highly illicit drug, then tried to sell it at school, didn't quite work, and that too led to, you named it, suspension. I think that was about a five-day, maybe a 10-day suspension. And again, I was working in town, um, nine to five, and 
and I got the call and this time it was the principal and by this time I very well knew the number and he said to me ma'am you you're gonna have to come down and pull Harrison out of school because there's um there's been an incident and I'm like oh okay um yes sure no worries I'll I'll come down um is it something that you want to talk to me about and he so he told me what had happened and again I just rolled my eyes I'm like oh my god and he said look can you just come down say that there's been an incident at home and we'll we'll sort it out with a suspension and I'm like yep no worries he said you need to be down here in about 15 minutes flat I said no worries I'll be down there at 12. So that was um stupid shit number two and that led to a suspension as well again I've got five pages I'm only up to point number two. Another one that that Harry did he certainly kept me on his toes like absolutely without a doubt kept me on my toes. He was at school again I think it was about grade eight or grade nine when he started to go off the rails a little bit and again as a dare one of the kids at school said oh hey harry why don't you go and steal that school jumper off the mannequin in front of the tuck shop ladies and uh, see if you can get away with it so again i absolutely don't know what was going through his head that you can walk up to a mannequin, take the jumper off said mannequin and hide it all in front of about three tuck shop ladies. A few screws short there. So yes, he was caught for that one as well. Again, that led to, I think, maybe about a five-day suspension. I think they were in blocks of five. Very early on, he um, when I think it was in about grade six, coming towards the end of grade six, something happened in sports and playing cricket and he really hates cricket by the way can't stand it never has he ended up punching this kid down the other end of the field i said to him honey why did you do that and he's like oh i don't know and it's just uh it's typical typical for teenagers and it's a common thing we call it the knowing doing gap in um in the program that i teach and it's very common it's that whole circle of you know honey why did you do that oh i don't know oh but you know it's wrong like you know it's wrong to punch kid for no reason whatsoever oh well, yeah sure well why did you do it and like they just can't answer those why questions so it's a whole knowing doing gap he knows it's wrong doesn't know the answer anyway so that one that one led to a conversation with the with the principal and it was coming close to the end of the year and they were about to go into um i think senior year it might have been grade five actually i was talking to the principal and and he said to me oh i might get uh harry to do one or two days of um picking up rubbish and working with like the younger kids to teach them about keeping the school tidy whatnot you know being a good role model and i said that sounds great that sounds fantastic but can we just up the ante a bit like two days is really not going to be that much of a drama for harry so uh, they actually upped upped it to a week so he had a week of hanging with grade ones and picking up rubbish at the primary primary school and if you've ever ever had to pick up rubbish it's quite it's quite demeaning it's quite embarrassing so as a as a kid going into um, high school it was actually quite embarrassing for him and i think he learned a very valuable lesson for that one he's done that the the typical things of like 
stealing alcohol from home, taking it to school, drinking it before school and, and then going into school thinking that the teachers wouldn't smell vodka on him. It was vodka or gin. It was one of those white, clear alcohols and didn't think the teachers would smell it on him. I got a phone call. That one actually led to, to suspension again and for that one they upped the ante and I had police and detectives on the front door. I thought, that was rather interesting. What else? Running from the police at the train station because he had forgotten to top up his go-card. Like, seriously. I, I actually don't know what happens when you don't top up your go-card, but I'm pretty sure it, it doesn't require someone running from, from the police. Uh, that ended with um, midnight chats down at, with the police down at, um, at the local station. So that was quite interesting as well. Oh, here's a good one. When my son, I think maybe about grade six, maybe six or seven, we were up the coast and my mother was up there. She used to have a separate room and he went in there one one evening. I thought he was like totally cool and he was all relaxed. He was very quiet. And you just know, like, whenever there's silence, even as a young child or even as a teenager, when there's silence, there's something about to go down, and I should have, I should have clicked. The next day, um, I got a call from my mother, and she said, "Sasha, I was just wondering, did you borrow my credit card for any reason? Because um, I've just had the bank call me, and they're saying that um, a quite a number of transactions have gone through on iTunes." And I'm like, mm, "Okay, let me check." And because my iTunes is hooked up to just a separate email that junk emails go to and one that's not checked, they were all going there. So I jumped into this account and, oh, my God, they were all there. I think there was about, in total, about $1,600 thrown onto mum's credit card all because he was playing this game on his phone and he was talking to these people overseas and they're saying, oh, you know, you can't play, you can't play for shit, you need um, you need to buy these gems or this bucket of gold and that'll make you so much better. And I suppose back then, like, you're just so gullible and kids are so gullible. In hindsight, like, mum's credit card was right there. She'd had it out. She was sorting something on the computer. She'd left it there by accident. Um, it was there for the taking in in Harry's eyes, and he just clapped on, clapped on ticking, um, kept on clicking, I should say. Thankfully, stopped at sixteen hundred. So that that was just a killer for me. I was talking to my boss, and I was telling my boss all about it because. I had to sit on the phone for hours to iTunes to talk to them about this situation. He said, oh, really? Oh, that's happened to me too. Yes, all you've got to do is you've got to call iTunes and you've got to explain the situation and they'll pull up your credit card and they'll pull up the game and they'll pull up your file and, you know, you just got to talk to them. It might take you a couple of hours, but, you know, you'll work through it and it'll be really good and you'll get it back. And he said, you know, just, just take time and sort it out. Literally, it took me an entire day. Usually these things take like a couple of days to go through because they must have like a large quantity of them. This one got escalated because it was so much and they put it down to fraud, which was just huge. Look, in hindsight, I don't think he can even remember that he did that. 
it was really quite scary that he could get sucked in talking to this, you know, complete random stranger on the other side of the world or, you know, could have been in the next house down the road. But, um, you know, just telling him that he's shit and he needs to buy all these coins because that'll make him such a better person. So the outcome of that one was I lost pretty much three quarters of a day. Thankfully, I was paid for it. Mum got all her money back. Harrison lost all his gold on his um, iTunes game. And as a, as a punishment, I suppose, we ate on noodles pretty much for that week, I think. Okay, so here's, here's one. Buying a car on his L plates, he had nowhere near the amount of hours that he needed. He, he wasn't a good driver at the time. He was really quite scary. Uh, I think he maybe had about 15 to 20 hours. My partner, Addie, and I, we got back from Ely Beach. We were on a holiday. Harrison messaged Addie and said, hey, I bought a car. Here's my new wheels. Check them out. Don't tell mum. I can't believe kids, even at like 15, 16, 17, they're still going, don't tell mum. Actually, in hindsight, I'm like 47 and I'm still telling my sister, don't tell mum. So, yeah, we got home and we were unpacking and we are all excited and Addie's sitting in a room and she's like, like holding in on this big secret i swear to god she's probably just bursting at the seams wanting to tell us and and the next thing here he is he rocked around in this black bmw um i think it was maybe about a three series i think maybe a five series and it sounded like a truck there was pipes not connected. There was oil dripping. I think there was smoke coming out of the exhaust. We popped the bonnet and, again, there was pipes not connected where pipes should have been connected. The the top cover to the actual engine, like on one of those European cars, they've got a complete cover. Uh, it was loose and rattling. There was, in the radiator, there was front sections, like, knocked out of it. And at that moment... He was just so proud and I really had to dig deep and just be so proud of him because here he was, he he bought his first car, it was the car that he wanted and somehow we're going to make it work. Oh, mum, do you want to come for a drive? And I'm sitting there thinking, am I actually going to survive if I get in the car and go around the block? But anyway, I got in the car, went around the block, I've lived to tell the tale, um... He's had it for a good couple of years now. I don't I don't know how much money he spent on the car. I don't know how much money he sunk into the car to put, like, the repairs and to get it working. But, oh, my Lord, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's double. Pretty much could have had a brand new, smaller car. But it wouldn't have been as cool, let me tell you. And quickly going to wrap it up, wrapping it out in 20 minutes. And following on from this, he actually didn't insure the car for a good six to 12 months before I realised. And I said, honey, I'm not giving you the keys until you insure that car. And even though it wasn't worth very much, I just needed him to, to insure it. So, um, yeah, stupid shit my kids have done. Catch you all soon. And just like that, it's a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed the last 20 or so minutes and have walked away with some golden nuggets of information. If you'd like to join our Raising Resilient Teens Facebook group, the link will be in the comments. And until next time, ciao.